0: for joining us this week for Sunday worship. As a church family, we would normally be in our building, and we could pass the collection plates. We share our time, our talents, and our treasure. However, since we are unable to be together, we are asking for your continued support. You can e-transfer to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or graceuc at whiteman.ca Checks can also be mailed to Grace United Church, 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, N4N 1V6. Thank you for your support.
1: Another reminder um, that anyone is welcome to join our choir at the front. Um, you don't have to be perfect singers to join you, right? It's, it's make a joyful noise, not make a perfectly harmonious, perfectly noted we don't. Sing- <laughs> so you're welcome to join the choir um, if you'd like copies of the hymn that we're singing the words will be on the screen but we'll be singing we are a rainbow if you are a person who likes sheet music I've got a couple more copies of that also we've got lots of musical instruments from drums to shakers you're welcome to grab one of those again you don't have to be perfect. It's about sharing our gift of music with one another. And again, it's that joyful noise, and sometimes that noise is offbeat or not quite right, but that's still beautiful. And let us join in our Entroit. Come all you people, and we'll sing it three times through) <laughs> Spirit is here as we join together in person and from home. God's spirit draws us together and leads us in love and helps us to celebrate, respect, and care for the great diversity of God's beautiful gift of life in all its many wonderful hues and diversities. As we welcome ourselves into Pride Sunday, we share a little bit, I share a little bit with you about Pride Sunday. On June tenth, 1925, the United Church of Canada, the home church for many of us, the home denomination for many of us, the United Church of Canada was born after much consultation, compromise, and the listening to the spirit. In 1988, the United Church of Canada clarified that sexual orientation was not a barrier to full membership in the church and, hence, to candidacy for ministry. In 2009, gender identity was added to that clarification. And while neither of those decisions actually changed our policy significantly, since our policy had always been everyone is welcome, they did make explicit, clear and public who we include when we say everybody. At the time, some of you may remember that there was a lot of struggle in parts of the church with those decisions. We've come a long way since then. Not perfectly, but we've come a long way. And we now have a generation of church youth and children growing up who cannot even imagine that this matter could have been up for a debate. Because isn't that how the church has always been, they might ask. Today, we celebrate pride as many United Churches and many churches of different denominations across our country are doing this month. And some of us come today celebrating and knowing a lot about pride. Some come today celebrating and knowing just a little about pride. And some of us come today not sure what to expect, but here to learn what we can do. So let's begin with a bit of background. Pride is a positive stance against discrimination and violence, against lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered, queer, gender-fluid, intersex, asexual, and two-spirited people. And sometimes that's shortened as 2SLGBTQIA+. As well as others who are questioning or who don't find their identity encompassed by any of the usual labels. In a church context, Pride is also a chance to affirm that all people and all of our marvelous diversity are created in the image of God and dearly loved by God. No small print. The Pride Parade has its roots in 1970 in a march in New York City which emerged in resistance to police brutality, oppression, and human rights violations that had resulted in the Stonewall Riots earlier in 1969. That movement then spread to many other communities because many feared that they would lose their jobs, custody of their kids, and face other harassment and rights violations for participating in pride parades Early parades often saw people wearing paper bags over their heads to hide their identities. Since the 1980s, this liberation movement has morphed into the pride movement. Parades, festivities, and celebrations are held in many places around the world for 2SLGBTQIA plus people to gather with allies, families, friends, from all walks of life to celebrate the gift of being themselves. Pride celebrations are usually marked with much colorful diversity. Here in Hanover the pride flag is flapping brightly over our town hall and many businesses also are flying pride flags or have rainbow stickers on their windows saying all are welcome. Grey County has a pride parade in Owen Sound and Bruce County has a, their parade in Concordon And a couple years ago, we were able to join Kincardine's parade. And it was, as someone who walked in that parade, it was amazing to see the number of smiles and cheers as we walked with our Grace United Church banner, because people were seeing and celebrating a church, a community of faith, where they and their loved ones would be welcomed. As someone who spent my childhood in small towns, this was not my experience as part of a 2SLGBTQIA family. I would have loved to feel this much needed support and care. As a preteen, I needed my church to show its love and support, and at times it didn't. Today, as a church, we declare, we declare that all are welcome, all our children and beloved of god made in god's beautiful image no small print may we all know god's love and may god's love lead us to sharing love with one another and working for a holy and better tomorrow a couple of announcements for us today if you if you need any of the the sheet music i've got lots up here put that to the side if you are new here or haven't been with us for a while um, you will find if you want a printed copy of the order of service it's at the back as well as a sheet with our announcements we celebrate all the wonderful things god is doing through our church Um, today is the last day for our bloomer blitz we are joining with harrison united church to collect 1,000 pairs of new underwear for Ukraine refugees in Poland. Um, If you brought them with you, there is a box at the back. This week, um, Youth for Christ is having its schools out, drive-in dinner and movie night at um, the local drive-in. The show will be uh, a great show, especially for us 80s kids, Um, The Princess Bride. And um, information is in that bulletin or the announcements. Um, we invite you to join us on July third—that's next Sunday—for those who are in person. Um, for a church picnic please bring a lunch and a chair with you and following a brief worship service with a sing-along in the sanctuary we'll be going well you'll be going out i'm on holidays but you'll be going out and enjoying some company and some fun and games and some lunch on the lawn Please note that our church office will be closed between June 27th and July 5th, and August 8th and 19th while Laurel is on vacation. And a special thank you to Jen. Jen is going to be popping in the office to check emails and check phone calls and be a friendly face. So thank you, Jen, for that. I will be on vacation from, um, well, after church today until July 10th, enjoying some time with my family. and while I'm away, if there is a pastoral care need, uh, Pastor Jen Brown at Clifford Allsfeld Pastoral Charge is covering for me. Her information is on in, the order, in the announcement sheet. It'll be on my door and on the church phone number on my church answer machine here as well. And I look forward to coming back then with you and sharing um, the remainder of July with you. A very special congratulations to a member of our congregation, um, members of our congregation. Bruce McDonald and Linda Jensen um, were married yesterday. We send them all of our love and care. I brought to them um, your love and support yesterday as I co-officiated with, the, uh, with Father John from the Lutheran Church. Um, As part of our safe practices, the offering plate is at the back of the church. If you do wanna share a financial offering with us, um, the plate is not being passed around for safety reasons. Um, And if you're worshiping from home, there is an announcement during worship about how to um, share if you'd like, or you can phone the church office. And we invite people to wear their masks for the whole of the service, including um, while singing, um, with the exception of those who are in the choir. And Adam and Jen have special announcements for us. And we get a time to appreciate Adam's wonderful outfit that he, he dons every year for us. I realize I didn't have anything colorful to wear today, but I think Adam makes up for it. So,
2: Good morning. morning. Uh, first of all, yeah, happy, uh, from the Affirm Committee, happy Pride Sunday. So, <laughs> And now I'll uh, switch hats and put on my other hat for the Ministry and Personnel Committee. Uh, I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, we're invited to join Grace United Church for a party. Uh, we'll be celebrating McCall's ministry with us as he moves into a new position in the United Church. And on Saturday, July 30th, bring your favorite food and join us for a potluck dinner in the C.E. Hall. Uh, and that starts at 5 p.m. It's not in the announcements here, but I think Claire has it Yep, up on the screen. Thanks, Claire. For 5 p.m. Uh, and then we'll retire after dinner we'll go to the sanctuary here for a small party and celebration Uh, and then on Sunday July 31st that's McCall's last Sunday uh, make sure you plan to stick around by after church for some cake and uh, some fellowship time with McCall so yeah just wanted to let everybody know thank you
0: good morning everybody Um, so as we know well some of you may know the King Carden Pride Parade was yesterday Um, we did not try to organize a group Adam and I had a prior commitment Um, however The Collingwood Pride Parade is the weekend of July 15th to 17th is their pride celebrations. And their pride parade is July 16th in the afternoon in Collingwood. Um, Claire and I already have plans to be up there to go to this. (laughs) She's already pumped. (laughs) Um, and we are inviting um, people if they want to come with us. We can organize a church group to come. Um, you know, we had attended the, the King Carden Pride a couple times. And then the pandemic hit and kind of put a, a hold on that. So we know that there is a, a group of you that really enjoy coming. Um, the So far, um, I heard from the parade marshal that there are already... Thirty groups registered uh, for for the parade. And there is word that there could be some pretty big floats possibly coming up from Toronto Pride. Um, But of course, their um, party is already wrapped up down there. So if you are interested in attending Collingwood Pride Parade with Claire and I and getting a group together, um, please let me know by the end of this week. um, And we'll see number wise. And uh, we'll go from there. But yeah, either way, Claire and I will be there and uh, (laughs) we'll be dancing in the street. So yeah, um, you can either, you know, I'm pretty certain everybody here has my phone number. If you don't, um, just email or Facebook message the church, and um, I should be able to figure that out. Okay, thanks very much.
1: Thank you, Jen. Are there any other celebrations or sorrows people would like to share today? And as we gather and worship, As our territorial acknowledgement today, we honor that many indigenous cultures, including the Anishinaabe, Ottawa, and Mississauga Nations, on which um, traditional territory we are gathered, have called this area home. Many indigenous cultures had understandings of gender roles, spirituality, and sexuality that were more diverse than those imposed during Western colonization. The specific names and understandings of gender and sexuality are unique to each Indigenous language and culture group. As a way of reclaiming some of this complexity, some Indigenous leaders embraced the term two-spirit in the early 1990s as a collective way of referring to this diversity of Indigenous understanding. Before colonization, two-spirited people were included and respected as valued community members, often holding revered roles such as healers, matchmakers, and counselors, among many others. As part of the colonization process, Western religious and cultural beliefs, which opposed any sort of sexual or gender diversity, were imposed on indigenous people, and many two-spirited people were killed or forced into assimilation and hiding. One of many lasting impacts of colonization on two-spirited people is an increased level of homophobia and transphobia within many Indigenous communities, which can often cause two-spirited people to leave their home communities and subsequently their families, land, and culture. The role of two-spirited people in Indigenous communities is now being reclaimed, and it is becoming increasingly recognized that homophobia and transphobia are not congruent with most traditional Indigenous values. Reclaiming the traditional roles and values placed on two-spirited people's gifts is part of a larger healing process taking place within Indigenous communities. As we continually unlearn the ways in which the Christian church has been complicit in promoting homophobia and transphobia in Western culture, we also acknowledge that through colonization, those biases were also imposed on others, including Indigenous people, We pray that God may ever lead us on the path of healing towards truth, reconciliation, and right relationships. And friends, let us join in singing joyfully and loudly. Let us build a house. More Voices, number one, the words are on the screen, and More Voices is the Spiral Bound book. Call one another to worship, sharing the words of our mission and means statement. Friends, grace united, who does God call us to be? We strive to be a place where all people of every age, race, culture, different ability, economic circumstance, family configuration, ethnic background, gender, gender identity, and sexual. Are welcome to seek fellowship and participate in all aspects of my life and work of our ministry. Grace United, who does God call us to celebrate? We celebrate the richness of the diverse Christian community called by God to live out the message of love shown by Jesus Christ. We believe that diversity makes us stronger and we're quick to do God's Word in the world. Grace United and friends gathered, how does God call us to share our faith? We will encourage growth in faith for all ages through meaningful worship, education opportunities, fellowship, and responding to the needs of our local local and global pray. Gracious God, on this Pride Sunday, help us to feel your love pulsing through our hearts. Open our hearts that we may love as you love. Encourage us and inspire us that we may be a beacon of your grace in our community and in our world. Amen. Well, we'll do our time for Young and Young at Heart where we are, but I encourage anyone to grab a musical instrument, um, if you haven't already, because we'll use that for our time for Young and Young at Heart. Um, if you haven't, um, you're welcome to use your hands as a musical instrument. One of the things, I I love these drums. They're called jombe drums, and for a while we had a, a drum circle worship in, in our church, and we've had them out before and we've just brought them back. But one of the things I love about these drums, I'm a pretty quiet, introverted person. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not in a choir, um, even though I can sing okay, because um, I'm pretty shy. But one of the wonderful things about these drums is, even when you try to play quietly, everyone can hear. It draws us out. And there's beauty when we share it all together. So we're going to make some music, whether you have shakers or drums. If you decide you want to grab a drum, go ahead. You can sit up here if you want. Um, They're easy to play. They're pretty easy. So this side, all of you, you're going to play Blackberries Are So Nice. So Black Berries Are So Nice. Blackberries are so nice. Blackberries are so nice. So that sounds like this. Keep popping. Okay, we're going to pause that for a second. So they're going to say, Blackberries are so nice. If you want to say it, you can. That's not the words of the song. Um, that's just the rhythm. You are going to do so are let's say rainbows (laughs) so are rainbows 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 so So it's a bit of a call and response do you remember your part So you're gonna do it once and then they're gonna do it and then you do it and then you do it. that so ready? Blackberries are so nice. I messed up. It's <laughs> two blackberries with so nice, and so are rainbows. Blackberries are so, nice. blackberries are, so, nice. blackberries are, so nice. are rainbows. So on that last beat of nice. Nice. That's when you start up. It's been a while yeah. since I've done this. <laughs> Ready? The joy? Yes, two. Okay. I could play that on my own, and it sounds neat. It's, it's fun to play it on your own. But when we all played, we had drums, we had shakers, we had clapping, and we had laughter when we messed up. That's part of life. And in Paul's letter to the first Corinthians, he writes some beautiful, powerful words. It's words that yesterday we shared at a wedding, but they're not for just weddings. They're for community. And Paul reflects on love. And he says, if I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. I'm just one note. And we celebrate that God fills us with all sorts of beautiful diversity, diversity of skin color, of culture, of race, of sexualities, sexual orientations, gender and gender identity. And that, when we find this places like here in church, where we can have that full diversity, we have a richer, more beautiful symphony, celebrating God's beautiful gift of creation. So thank you for celebrating in the diversity and beauty of God's creation today and every day. And know, 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 know that you belong and God made you to share your music and your life, proudly and loudly. I completely forgot to light our candles today. As we prepare to light, uh, to hear our stories of our local mission and our scripture reading, we remember that long ago there was a person who said some amazing things and said some beautiful things that people asked, who are you? And that person said, I am the light of the world. And not only that, he said, you are all light as well. Don't hide your light, but shine it brightly so all can see.
3: Good morning. Uh, today's story of our faith it is very profound because it's local. It's about Women's House, right here in Graham-Bruce. As we have recovered globally from the pandemic and life begins to return to a more normal state, it is important to note that returning to our regular way of life is incredibly problematic in terms of gender-based violence and support systems that are available for victims. Even before COVID, it had been said that there was a pandemic of violence in terms of gender-based violence. Women's House, an organization that has many programs and services in Graham and Bruce counties to support victims of emotional and physical abuse, is trying to make our area a safer place for victims and potential victims. They provide 24-hour crisis lines. They provide women's shelters. They have outreach counseling group counseling, community development, volunteer opportunities, transition and second stage housing services, and sexual and human trafficking services, and child witness counseling. Inadequate funding, long waiting lists, space shortages and other challenges has made it clear that the pandemic is and its impact on gender-based violence workers and survivors has created a situation that demands immediate attention and action isolation and inability to get support victims the need their need has increased vulnerability mental illness addiction job loss and poverty and precarious housing and homelessness. Women's House has been working hard to meet the needs created by abuse and isolation. One of the ways we've been seeing the most vulnerable taken advantage of is through sexual exploitation and human trafficking and incidents that have been on a steep increase in recent years. Online sexual uh, (laughs) exploitation and human trafficking is the actual attempted abuse of someone in a position of vulnerability by using power or trust to manipulate the person for sexual purposes or monetary gain. And it can happen to anyone using the internet and digital technology. Women's House recognized the desperate need for support in this area. With adequate funding, Women's House can support, can provide trauma therapy, counseling for survivors, and those impacted by the crime. Grace United Church is a regular supporter of Women's House in our area through our generous giving to our local mission fund. If you wish to help with a donation or would like more information, you can go to Women's House website and find out more about it. We thank you so much for your ongoing support through Grace's Mission and Service Fund. Now we will follow with the scripture. Now today's scripture is Psalm 129, but it's done in a paraphrase. And the paraphrase is written by Kara Heffy in honor of LGBT Christian who may have been wounded by the church. And here it is. I made you myself, carefully and lovingly. I gathered your molecules together, scooping them up out of the dust, warming them into clay. I formed you deftly with the skill and vision of an artist into a unique creation a tiny masterpiece. Your contours bear the imprint of my fingers. Your imperfections and irregularities are part of my design. They are what make you beautiful. I breathe life into you with my own breath. To behold what I have brought into being in you fills me with pleasure and pride. As I cradle you in cupped hands, how I feel how could I feel anything but love? It is my love for you that brought you into existence. I know you more intimately than you could ever know yourself. I know your thoughts before, before you think them, your words before you speak them, the pattern and purpose of your days before you live them. There is no point in hiding or pretending, don't even try. Who told you that I did not love you? Who taught you to be ashamed? Listen to me, hear the words that I whispered into you at the moment of your beginning. You are my beloved child. With you I am well pleased. You are my beloved child, I will never let you go. You are my, my beloved child, do not be afraid. And then a short scripture to close from the New Testament it is in Galatians 3:25 to 29. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian, for in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with uh, with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek, there is no longer slave or free, there is no longer male or female. All of you are one in Jesus Christ. And If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to his promise. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you to our firm Committee who found that song this spring and shared it with us at our annual meeting and then again today. And our firm Committee continues to lead us in thinking about what it would mean to be a church that is publicly, intentionally, and explicitly um, embracing, inclusive, and um, celebrating of all people, of all sexual orientations and gender identities. In Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be blessed by God. How many of you had or have a pandemic show or shows? That's a show or a series that helped carry you through the last couple of years a couple of us. For my wife, Jessica and I, one of our pandemic shows was Schitt's Creek, S-C-H-I-T-T, by the way, Schitt's Creek. How many of you have seen Schitt's Creek? It became wildly popular during the pandemic, even though it had started before, all of a sudden got on Netflix and picked up. And I think partly because of the pandemic, it became such a beloved show because of the life and the storyline it shared. If you haven't seen Schitt's Creek, again, S-C-H-I-T-T, it is a half-hour family comedy about the Rose family who lose all of their money and end all of their stuff and end up living in a motel in a town that they bought as a joke for their son David for his birthday many, many years before. Having lost it all, the Rose family learns that what is most important in life is love. They experience this as they grow closer to one another and the community which embraces them. Now, what makes this show unique is that it's one of the first shows to have a main character who is openly pansexual. Pansexuality is an attraction to people regardless of gender. In the show David's Sexuality, that's David's the son, his sexuality is stated as a simple fact and part of his love stories that unfold in the show. And there is no discrimination or rejection by either his family or the new community that they find because of his sexuality. In this storyline, in David's storyline, people found hope. People watching found acceptance. People watching found a respite from the everyday realities of discrimination and harassment that meet 2SLGBTQIA people, their families and friends, regularly. The eccentric Rose family, and they are very eccentric, and those living in the in the community of Schitt's Creek, also very eccentric people, become an inspire, inspiration for what is possible when love becomes the most important thing. There is no longer Jews or Greeks enslaved or free. There are no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ. Paul is writing a letter to the church in Galatia which he helped to form we don't really know exactly where Galatia is um, but there are many churches that he writes to calling Galatia this letter expresses his outrage over the arrival of other missionaries who have come to those churches and declared that one must convert to Judaism, be circumcised if they're male, and follow the law strictly to be right with God. Paul's letter to the Galatians is a stern rebuttal of this. Paul declares that through faith we are made right by God. A very important message to him and where the early sect of Judaism that became Christianity ended up declaring. The passage we hear today, in this passage Paul goes even further. Paul writes that in Christ we experience God dismantling the divisions we humans have created. Of course, there's still male and female and all gender diversities. Of course, there are Jews and Greeks. Of course, there are those in society at that time who are enslaved and free. But it's the dismantling of the divisions that humans have created that Paul speaks about. Because the early church, when it was at its best, was a very radical community in a time and place where hierarchy and patriarchy made women and those who are enslaved and those who are in service of others subservient and submissive, lesser than, the community of Jesus' followers strove for something different, something that the whole Bible, the whole ancient faith they practiced speaks to. Paul boldly declares that all are united and equal through the love revealed by Christ. Paul declares that each person, in another letter, Paul declares that each person has gifts to share. And when those gifts are shared and nurtured and supported, that enriches the body of Christ, us living out the presence of Jesus in this world. This created a community where those who were told they don't belong, or were lesser than, or were powerless, or were sinners, or were not to be welcomed, had, who were told they had nothing to offer, found belonging, and were told that, yes, indeed, they too were children of God. Yes, indeed, they were beloved of God. They were full of dignity, worth, had gifts to share, we're heirs of God's grace as well, friends. Today we met, we celebrate Pride Sunday here, and Pride Sunday when you're worshiping us from home, it is a day in the church when we proclaim that sexuality and gender, in its full diversity, are gifts from God. It's a day to honor the gifts that 2SLGBTQIA plus people share with the church when the church is a safe place. The sad reality is that we don't live in a place like Schitt's Creek. I wish I had grown up in Schitt's Creek. My life would have been a little different. I wish I had experienced the church that Paul had, exper- had talks about in our reading today. I wish I experienced that as a child. I've shared my story with many of you before, but some of you haven't heard it. Back in 1993, when I was 12 years old, my father came out as gay. We were living in a small town in Muskoka at the time, and my father was a minister in another denomination. I'm not gonna name the denomination right now. When he came out, he was forced to leave his ministry. We were living in the church-owned house and we had to leave that house. And they eventually left the church and we left the community. I had grown up in the church. I had heard stories of Jesus' love and the breaking down of barriers. And now, at 13, my experience was the exact opposite. I learned that the church could be a source of trauma for 2SLGBTQIA plus people and their families. As news got around, as people found out who my father was, especially in the schoolyard, I experienced harassment and shunning, something that's not uncommon, especially then, even now. Thankfully, my family moved away, and four years later, I cautiously walked into a united church, the church my mother grew up in, because I had heard about the bold proclamation that the church had made in 1988. Because it was public, because it was intentional, because it was explicit, I found in the united church a community I could fully belong as part of a 2SLGBTQIA family. Not always perfect, but I could always belong. Now, many things have changed since my father came out in 1993 and my family left our former denomination, but there's still such a long way to go. In 2019, Statistics Canada revealed that hate crimes against 2SLGBTQIA people rose by 41% from the previous year and that transgendered youth in Canada were five times more likely to attempt suicide compared to other youth. This month, pride symbols in the town of Minto, where I live, and in many other places were defaced, including in schools. In our community of Hanover, there was a transphobic sign that appeared and thankfully many in the community responded with outrage and that sign disappeared. These are the realities we live in. A firm United notes that one of the most frequently asked questions they receive. A firm is an organization that helps promote full inclusion in the United Church. One of the most frequent questions they asked, and the first one they list in their frequently asked questions page of their document, Open Hearts, is: Can I be gay and be a Christian? It's a question people are asking. While there are many churches that are celebrating pride this month from many different denominations, and there are many churches that are striving to be fully inclusive and affirming and allied, many people still experience a form of Christianity that says to slgbtqia plus people are not fully loved by God. Many of us, and I count myself in that, experience trauma from the church and have to continually to work on healing. And when you see a church with pride flags inside of it, that means a lot. There's still a lot of work to be done. Churches like ours with mission statements and policies and practices of full inclusion and allyship have an important part to play in making sure that God's love is made known because far too many people Have been told that they do not belong, or that their families do not belong, or that their friends do not belong, that God's love is limited and exclusive. Too many people have heard words like, Well, we love you because God loves, you love, God loves the person but hates the sin. Too many people have heard that. Paul reminds us that we are called to live God's radical and inclusive. And affirming love right here in the community we call home. We are called to live the life of celebrating diversity and the gifts that each person brings. And I know people watch from different churches as well. We all have a place to play in that. Or making more rooms in our theologies and ideologies and our images and language as we dismantle long standing and sometimes often deeply entrenched discriminations. For some of us, it means going deeper in our understanding of what the Bible really says and how it has been weaponized against 2SLGBTQIA plus people. A great book I was going to lead a book study on in the fall, but before I I, um, knew I was going to be leaving, is God and the Gay Christian by Matthew Vines, where he explores um, the Bible and what it really says and how is much more inclusive than we often make, or how cultural understandings have shaped how we interpret the Bible. For some of us, it's realizing that we are loved, that our families are loved, that our friends are loved, that the members of our community are loved, and feeling the grace of God and the love of welcoming community tending our wounded souls. For all of us, it means how do we continue to be more faithful as church, as community, as people, by not only welcoming and including, but also being allies and supporters and change makers in a world where discrimination is all, all too common. The show *Shits Creek invites people to reflect on what happens when we place love at the center of our lives. Paul reminds the early church of the radical nature of God's expansive love shown by Christ and how this should shape the church. Pride Sunday reminds us to celebrate, to celebrate God's blessing found in the rich and beautiful diversity of sexuality and gender and to always nurture a community where all are loved, valued, included, free to share their gifts and stood up for. These are things to celebrate. These are things that can never be silenced for they are the holy dream that God unleashes in all of our lives. So friends, happy pride. May we always remember that we are all made in God's image for in Christ we are all one and we are all blessed to be a blessing. Amen. And thanks be to God. And today and every day we celebrate the wonderful gifts that people share, the gifts of their lives, of who they are, the gifts of time, talent, relationship, food, and money. And we celebrate those gifts as we pray God's blessing upon all that we share in this church and in our world. Let us pray god of all peoples and god of all places we present these offerings that they may be used to extend your liberating reign with them we offer our varied ministries that each of us may be part of your answers to the cries of this world amen and let us join a new song or a newish song to us we've had it once before Um, we are a rainbow And the words are on the screen. Friends, let us join in prayer. Constant Friend, O Holy One, because people of every sexual orientation, gender expression and gender identity have the right to live with dignity and without persecution or discrimination, we remember in our prayers, LGBTQIA plus and 2S people of Chechnya, Uganda, Zambia, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, and elsewhere who have been murdered and tortured and arrested and cast out because of who they are. We remember them and the people who love them. We pray for 2SLGBTQIA refugees from around the world seeking safety and security. We remember them and the people who welcome them. We pray for all who are involved in the Rainbow Railway. We pray for trans and gender diverse people in Canada, the United States, Brazil, and elsewhere, who are targeted victims of hate crimes and assault. We pray for those whose rights and dignities are threatened by discriminatory laws and practices. We remember them and the people who love them. We pray for 2SLGBTQIA people, whose dignity and self-esteem have been eroded by hateful systems and structures. We remember them, and we seek to be people who love more fully. Individually, we each uniquely reflect your glory, O oh God, and express your love. But anti-gay violence, homophobia, transphobia, have blocked many from recognizing your beauty in all people. All of creation suffers from the effects of such hate, fear, and violence. Therefore, daily, O God, may we dedicate ourselves to building bridges of love and hope where harmful divisions have been made, making equity and equality for all people our goal, while working constantly for justice so that everyone can live fully in your love. And we offer our individual prayers to you now. Oh God, hear our prayers. And we pour these prayers, join them with all the prayers of creation, trusting your great love and open to the ways in which we can be bearers of your holy love in this world. We pray all this in Jesus' name, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And we're going to, um, just because of the time, we're going to skip our closing hymn and do our blessing and our choral blessing. Friends, as we go from here, May we feel in the parts of us that may have been discriminated against or pushed aside or bullied or excluded. May we say to those who have been hurt, may we find God's blessing in these words. May we always remember that God goes where we go, guides us for the choices we make, forgives us where we have injured others, loves us for who we are, and celebrates us and our love. Let us know that we are made in God's image and blessed to be a blessing. Let us go in love, let us go in peace, and let us go with God. Amen.